Hare Krishna, Anchibalpatribhyasya Kripasindhubi Vuchapatitanam Pavanibhyo Vaishnavibhyo Namo Namaha. So we're here to resume with our study of Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 11, Chapter 23, The Song of the Avanti Brahmana. We're at text 50 here. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So, um, 50... Uh, uh, let's go back to text 42, which is the beginning of the Bhikshu Gita. Vacha, it says. So, um, 50 deals with the topics introduced in the first two lines, the first two padas of text 42, where he says, Nayam jano me sukkaduka hetur nadevatatma krahakarma kala. It is not these people <laughs> uh, who are sukha-dukha-hetu, the cause of suffering and distress, nor the devas, nor the atma, nor the graha, the, the planets, the astrological planets, nor karma, karma, nor time. It's the mind that goes on, and then we've been discussing the mind. So now if you look at text uh, 50, uh, it starts with people. Janas to hate to sukadukayos Notice the sukaduka is <laughs> the same as text text forty two. Sukaduka hetus hetu sukaduka. Same words, different order. Janas to hetu sukadukayos chet kim atmanas chata hi baumayos tat jiham kachit sandashati swadad. Um, so he starts now with this list. He's mentioned six uh, misidentified causes of suffering, and here they begin the same order, Jana, Devata, Atma, Graha, Karma, Kala. No, Janaha. Janas to people. I mean, the immediate cause, these people uh, are causing him distress, but he's dealing a little more philosophically, sukadukha, the, the duality of happiness and distress. Uh, if you say that these people are the cause of my happiness and distress, then where is the place of the soul in such a conception? This happiness and distress pertain not to the soul, but to the interactions of material bodies. If someone bites his tongue with his own teeth, at whom can he become angry in his suffering? Now, uh, all six of these verses have a common theme, a different topic, and you'll find in each of them Hetu uh, sukha dukayos. Only in one is just dukkha, suffering is mentioned, but otherwise there. 
And then the last two words, katamaya uh, kupied, with whom can one get angry? That question also comes. Uh, so uh, let's look at janas uh, to uh, these people. If if shape means uh, it, if uh, if these people uh, or people, uh, and he's immediately being tortured by. Uh, psychopaths or something, you know. These people, uh, you say they're the cause of happiness and distress. Of course, with him, it's all distress right now, but you go to other people for your happiness, too. Uh, Then, Kim Atmanas Chatra, he... uh, uh, wh- where uh, or what is the role of the self in this idea of the Atma? Uh, uh, because uh, people, uh, because uh, uh, this uh, Bomayas, they pertain to material bodies that this happiness and distress pertains not to the soul, not to the atma, but to this uh, word that's used here, material bodies. Actually, it's in the dual. Uh, Bumi is earth, so bomiles. The two thing, two entities made of earth. Uh, the happiness and distress pertain not to the soul, but to the interaction of earthly bodies material bodies. And then he uses the example uh, 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 so that the status of these two taught of being a performer or being a sufferer. Uh, 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 sometimes the jiva, 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 the jiva, the tongue, sometimes is bitten by one's own teeth. Uh, 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 and then uh, for that distress, uh, this, this uh, Vedana, the long A at the end, Vedana, actually the word Vedana means pain, torture, agony, and so on. Uh, for that pain, uh, uh, with whom can one get angry? Uh, if you if you your teeth bite your tongue, you get mad at the tongue, at the teeth. I mean, who, where we you know? Uh, that, that's his example. It's just two things. So here this word here here we see this refrain, katama. Uh, katama uh, uh, means basically who. Cut. Uh, uh, this is ka itself is a pronoun uh, meaning who, and when it hits katama, uh, is strengthened. You know, is, uh, uh, a superlative affix is to it. So who in particular, or sometimes according to the dictionary, which of two, which of these two are you going to blame? Who are you going to get mad at? You're going to get mad at your tongue for being so stupid as to get bitten. We're going to be mad at your teeth for biting the tongue. You know, uh, and so this this uh, th- the point here 
the basic issue throughout that is at whom should one become angry uh, because we have to go back again and, and see the, the, the issue that gave rise to this discussion which is at the, at the end of chapter 22. Uh, because Krishna says, I'll, I'll start, I'll just read you the translation starting with 56. Um, Krishna says, for uh, one who is uh, meditating on sense gratification, material life, although lacking factual existence, does not go away, just as the unpleasant experiences of a dream do not. Therefore, do not try to enjoy sense gratification with material senses. See how illusion based on material dualities prevents one from realizing the self. Even though neglected, insulted, ridiculed, or envied by bad men, even though repeatedly agitated by being beaten, tied up, or deprived of one's occupation, spat upon, or polluted with urine by ignorant people, one who desires the highest goal of life should, in spite of all these difficulties, use his intelligence to keep him safe on the spiritual platform. So that's what we are seeing. As he says, so he brings up, first of all, not, uh, one is you have to get over uh, attachment to sense gratification, and the other thing is even harder, because then Uddhava says, uh, even harder is a being being offended by other people. How do you get over that? Being angry, furious, righteous indignation, rightfully angry, maybe, you know. So then Krishna answers, he says, then um, Uddhava continues, he says, then Uddhava says, oh, best of all speakers, please explain to me how I may properly understand this, that is, using one's intelligence to stay on the spiritual platform. So that's what we're seeing. Uh, and then Krishna says, uh, uh, Uddhava says, O soul of the universe, I'm sorry, Uddhava still speaking, O soul of the universe, the conditioning of one's personality and material life is very strong and therefore it is very difficult even for learned men to tolerate the offenses committed against them by ignorant people. Only your devotees who are fixed in your loving service are able to, uh, uh, and who have achieved peace by residing at your lotus feet, are able to tolerate such offenses. That's how this chapter ended. And so now this one begins. I'm going to tell you a story about this the story of this Brahmana who learned how to tolerate these kind of things. Um, so that's why it's not just a question of suffering, but how not to get angry. Uh, for, first of all, you get as a suffering, but then, then, then you also, uh, you can patiently bear it even. But, but, but the, the becoming angry uh, is also even more binding than attraction. There's attraction and aversion. These are the duality that's with his sukha and dukkha, the approach and the avoidance. Uh, uh, one has to become free from this on both sides. So now, 
here there's 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 a meditation uh, uh, that that uh, he's saying. Shall we become angry at these people? Well, actually, what they're doing, the, they they I, my body is being bit, beaten uh, uh, by them, so they're doing the beating, and the body's receiving the beating. Where's the soul in, in this? Is it touched? Is it harmed? Uh, 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 this is his. Uh, 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 thinking so, how, how do you how do you get angry? Uh, he says here. Um, let me what. Yeah, so here, uh, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur says, having stated that the mind is the cause of happiness and distress. Now, six things previously mentioned in verse 42, which are not causes, are explained in six verses. If one person gives happiness or suffering to another person, in that theory, where is the jiva? that idea. The jiva has no place at all because the cause of happiness and suffering and the experiencer of happiness and suffering are two bodies, transformations of earth, not the jiva. It is illogical to assume some vague cause different from the body is the cause, for instance, the devatas of the senses for causing or experiencing pain. This is false logic. But then he says, so, is the jiva aware of suffering? When the jiva experiences suffering, who should be his object of anger? The jiva itself does not suffer. Because the jiva is the atma, it's spiritual. Uh, so it actually doesn't suffer. It's conscious. Well, does it really suffer? Well, it by identifying through the mind with the body and everything and with a false ego. Yeah, it's... But the, the suffering is an illusory superimposition. So when the jiva experiences suffering, who should this be as objects of anger? Should he become angry at the teeth or at the tongue? Or here they're saying, you know, which one? Just as one should not become angry with the teeth, the cause of the pain, or the tongue, the experience of the pain, one should not become angry at others who cause suffering or at oneself the sufferer. One should tolerate suffering, which arises from the jiva's identity with the mind. One should attribute fault to nothing except the mind. This should be understood in the following verses also. So that's the, that's the, 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 the theme here. Here the, the BBT says... So they take a slightly different tact here. Although bodily pleasures and pains are felt by the soul, one must tolerate, tolerate such duality, understanding it to be a creation of one's own material mind. If one accidentally bites one's own tongue or lips, he cannot become angry and pull out his teeth. So that would solve the problem of biting the tongue with him. 
Similarly, all living beings are individual parts and parcels of God, thus none different from each other. So here the BBT goes into, into the commentators go into this part. Uh, uh, so here's another consideration. All of them are meant to serve the Supreme Lord in spiritual equality. If living beings give up their master's service and instead quarrel among themselves, they will be forced to suffer by the laws of nature. In the condition, if the conditioned souls establish artificial relationships of affection based on the material body and having nothing to do with God, the time itself will destroy such relationships and they will be subject to further suffering. But if the individual living entities understand each other to be of the same family, all having connection with the Supreme Lord, their mutual friendship will develop. So that's the other thing. Actually, you, one, one, one should look beyond this and see everyone is a jiva, everyone is part and parcel of Krishna, everyone essentially is dear to Krishna. And so one should, and this comes up later in, in this discussion, one should have the sense of being part of the whole. Uh, and my attacking another person is just like biting my own tongue. Thus one should not exhibit anger that will be harmful to oneself and others. Although the Brahmana was receiving kind offerings of charity from some people and being harassed and beaten by others, he denied that these people, so here they, they point out the happiness, yeah, that he got charity and had something to eat. Uh, uh, he denied that these people were the ultimate cause of his happiness and distress, for he was fixed on the platform of self-realization beyond the material body and mind. That's what he's expressing here, is this idea, what do I have to do with this? It has nothing to do with me. Uh, uh, and I, I, sh I should say, uh, it's recognized in medical practice and psychology that there's a difference between pain and suffering. Pain, you know, is one thing that, 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 that you can feel. But depending on, on other factors, you may or may not suffer from it. You can even see that if otherwise you're very basically happy and hopeful in life. You get some pain, you can put up with it easily. Uh, uh, but if you're already depressed and you're already down and you already feel hopeless and the pain it just becomes intolerable. You can't stand it. Uh, so you, you can get just have a little pain and a huge amount of suffering or a, or a great deal of pain and not much or, or no self suffering. And on the spiritual platform, when one no longer identifies with the, with, with the body and the mind, then there's no suffering. I'm okay. And you, you can observe what's going on in the body with, with, with detachment. It's not happening to me. So now, so now he discussed about other people. Uh, and uh, uh, now the next 
culprits on the list, <laughs> candidates for the cause, are the Devadas. Uh, 51. So here it just says Dukasyahitu. They left out the sukha for this verse, but everyone else has both. Every other verse has that. If you say that the demigods who rule the bodily senses cause suffering, still how can such suffering apply to the spirit soul? This act, this acting and being acted upon are merely interactions of the changeable senses and their presiding deities. When one limb of the body attacks another, with whom can the person in that body be angry? So here's where the, the BBT purport to the previous verse is more immediately applied. Uh, and the last verse is sort of same kind of example when one limb of the body attacks another. Some unga, limb, or part. So actually, the teeth and the tongue, it repeats this example. Uh, 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 so these things, uh, the cause of suffering, yadi, if that's, if it's the devatas, devata, which ones? Well, who rule over the different senses of the body? Because the planets will come a little later. So, it particularly needs because because uh, it, it's very interesting. But here, this 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 evokes uh, the, the the Vedic idea that all of our senses are working because there's some particular deva who's in charge of them. Uh, uh, you so so uh, 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 for example uh, the skin uh, who's in charge of the skin the sense of touch well it's value actually and uh, who's in charge uh, of the eyes see it's surya uh, who's in charge of the tongue and tasting is varuna the uh, nostrils, the twin Ashvini Kumaras, and so on. Uh, 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 anyway, the, so there's a deva that runs. That means every time we move and use our body, there's a whole universal mechanism going on, actually, uh, that, 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 that rule over these things. Uh, uh, so... Um, so uh, this is uh, so the the uh, the word that's used here in the Sanskrit these uh, these uh, vikarayos the word uh, vikara means transformation or change of condition uh, and uh, it also refers to uh, the idea of of how things uh, come out. Or, or, or evolve out of uh, a primordial, undifferentiated material nature. 
that, that, that there's pradana, which energized by kala, time, the mahatattva uh, is formed, and then that goodness, passion, and ignorance. All these things are, uh, are vikaras, they're transformations. And then the mind comes out, and, and the controlling deity, the mind, uh, Chandra, uh, and the, the, that's a transformation. Buddhi is a transformation. Uh, eventually, the gross elements, the subtle tan mantras, all these are vikaras. Uh, uh, that's what is re- so it's referring to this whole idea. Uh, 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 so uh, who, who, who should become angry at, at that one uh, by the uh, by by the the, the devas? Krishna Chakravarti Thakur says, if the devas are the cause of suffering and happiness, where is the jiva's role in this proposition since the two devatas who are the cause of transformation of suffering uh, cause the suffering? If your mouth is struck by someone's hand, you can curse the hand. This would mean that there should be suffering for the devatas of the mouth and hand, Agni and Indra, not for the jiva. Because the devas are the same for all bodies, one should not become angry with them. An example of one's own body is given when a limb like the mouth is attacked by a limb like the hand, with Indra as its deity in the same body, how one become angry at Indra who is president in all bodies. You see, so here you you do this, when somebody else does it to you, it's the same thing. How can you become angry at Indra for, for, for that? Furthermore, the body itself has the earth as its presiding deity. This was mentioned in the previous verse with the word Bomayo, from the word Bhumi. There's a Bhumi Devi, who's a presiding uh, deity here. So now here you have a kind of a more, the more universal picture uh, that, that we're all part of the same uh, uh, body, the, the, actually the universal form. And here the BBT. The Brahmana is elaborately explaining the condition of self-realization in which one understands oneself to be totally distinct from the material body and the mind and the demigods who control them. This is like an exercise in detachment. By cultivating bodily happiness, we are forced to accept bodily pain. They go together. It's a package deal. Once you identify with the body, then ultimately you're identifying with something that sooner or later is going to fall apart and die, quickly or slowly, one way or another. That's its fate. Foolish conditioned souls endeavor to eliminate distress and enjoy happiness. But material happiness and distress are two sides of the same coin. And, by the way, Money, many of the causes of our distress are the things we do for happiness. Uh, once it goes a little bit 
in excess. You know, the, the famous in the, in the Greek world, the Greek, during the ancient Greek times, there were the philosophers called the Epicureans, which now means somebody who just gorges on enjoying, sense enjoyment, the Epicurean philosophy. Uh, that's the way the word is now used in English. But there was two, two schools, Epicurean schools. One just thought you should maximize happiness. And the other was thought you should know, maximize happiness, but minimize the stress. Those, that second school, they became really ascetics <laughs> because they started to realize this. And they were really like, led very, very sober, <laughs> mild lives, you know, fasting, you know, all these things like that. Because because the they saw both were were, were there. Uh, one cannot relish bodily happiness without identifying oneself as a body. That's Krishna. Yehi samsparsha Those pleasures which arise from the contact between the senses and the objects are in fact the source of all suffering. Because as soon as we enjoy, then this is the mind that they're talking about. The mind uh, goes and seizes hold of it, and you want it, and the false ego becomes greater and greater and greater, and so on. And that, that identification of the self with the body is, in fact, what we call false ego, the wrong idea of who I am, the wrong self-identification. Uh, Uh, bodily happiness and distress are administered by the demigods who can never be brought under our control. Thus one remains subject to the whims of providence on the material platform. If, however, one surrenders to the personality of Godhead Lord Krishna, the reservoir of pleasure, one can reach the spiritual platform where transcendental bliss enlivens the liberated soul without any interrupting anxiety or unhappiness. People also worship the devatas for the different particular benefits in which they, the area they are in favor of. So, so, so that's what's also done. So people with particular de, uh, diseases of particular parts will pray to the presiding deity of that, 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 that part or that function. It's a mistake also. Uh, yeah, uh, but the, the point is, we are controlled. Uh, uh, I, I don't know how, here I am, I, I, I want to lift my arm and it goes up. How did I do that? I have no idea. I, I have no idea. The whole thing is working all the time. I have no idea how it works. And uh, anyway... That's another discussion. <laughs> so let's go to 52. Next is the consideration of the Atma. Atma yadishat sukadukka etu kim anyatastatta nijasvabhavaha nayatmanon yadditan mrishasvatsyat Pujita Kasman na sukha na dukkam. Well, here you got your sukha and dukkha twice in this one. Uh, if the Atma 
the self, they say here in the trend, the soul himself. If the soul himself were the cause of happiness and distress, okay, let's consider all possibilities, right? Then we could not blame others, since happiness and distress would simply be the nature of the soul. According to this theory, nothing exists, nothing except the soul actually exists. And if we were to perceive something besides the soul, that would be illusion. Therefore, since happiness and distress do not actually exist in this concept, why become angry at oneself or others? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, that's really unpacked in a way that's a little hard to understand. I spent some time trying to figure this one out. Uh, because uh, uh, so Atma is the cause. So at least what about others? So you can't blame anyone else. That, that's clear. No sense getting angry at every, anybody. But it says, Tatra Nija Om Swabhava. Uh, it says, uh, uh, that would be his own uh, uh, Swabhava. Uh, and he Atmanaha Anyat Yadi. See, so it says here, Nahi Atmano Anyat. There's nothing other than the self. So, uh, uh, so in this conception, in this idea, so uh, if if the jiva is the cause of happiness and distress, then then this evokes uh, a, an idea that that uh, uh, that there isn't anything else but the jiva. This is a kind of a mayavad uh, proposition. Uh, I don't. I don't know if the the Brahmana himself uh, uh, holds on to that, uh, or is somewhat uh, inclined to it, or whether he's just saying according to this theory. Uh, uh, but that's what he says in this idea. But it, it seems to me like you could just take it as okay. If you, now, now let's say that this Atma is the cause. Well, if the Atma is the cause, that would, it could only be because the Atma is the only existing thing, this consciousness. Uh, and then, that case, happiness and distress would be its own nature. Uh, 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 um, so, uh, this is, uh, Swami translates this uh, Calling the the Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur Purport, if the jiva were the cause of happiness and distress, because it is conscious, because people try to kill themselves or go for unconsciousness, obviously one way to get away from pain, you think you can kill the self, and uh, uh, so, uh, 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 or you know you take a big drug and go to sleep or, you know, try to destroy consciousness. Um, if jiva were the cause of happiness and distress because it is conscious, then we could not blame others since happiness and distress would simply be the nature of the jiva. Because where does it come from? If the jiva is the cause, you have to say, well, then 
that's because there's nothing else. Only because uh, only jiva exists anyway. But if you say something else exists, it is illusion only. So this is some some kind of a Mayavad kind of philosophy. Uh, uh, since happiness and distress do not actually exist in this concept, why become angry at oneself or others? So if if you follow that. Uh, Vishnu Chakravarti uh, Thakur's uh, purport, uh, he says, nothing can make a brick or stone suffer. There's nobody at home. It's totally an object, not a subject, no consciousness. If the jiva is the cause of experiencing suffering, since it is conscious, then we could not blame others for suffering. The cause of happiness and distress would be the consciousness, the nature of the jiva. There's no entity other than the conscious jiva. This is what he says in his purport. I don't know if he's just uh, being a ventriloquist for somebody else's position or uh, uh, anyway, this is this position. There's no entity other than the conscious jiva. If one then thinks there is something else to cause affliction, then perceiving something else is actually imagined out of ignorance. In that case, why become angry? But since happiness or suffering do not belong to the jiva any more than to a brick or a stone, since there's no, no external cause for it. Uh, uh, so this is his purport. Uh, the uh, BBT says, uh, because a dead body does not feel pleasure or pain or happiness and distress, uh, our happiness and distress are due to our own consciousness, which is the nature of the soul. It is not, however, the original function of the soul to enjoy material happiness and suffer material distress. These are produced by ignorant material affections and enmity based on false ego. Uh, our involvement in sense gratification drags our consciousness into the material body where it is shocked by the inevitable bodily pains and problems, which is true. That's how it's happened. On the spiritual platform, there is neither material happiness nor distress because the living consciousness is fully engaged without personal desire in the devotional service of the Supreme Lord. This is the actual position of happiness, aloof from false body identification rather than uselessly becoming enraged with others for, others for one's own foolishness, one should take to self-realization and solve the problem of life. Uh, so anyway, uh, if it's the jiva, then at least you can't get angry at anybody else. <laughs> if you want to accept that idea. Uh, uh, and uh, uh, and you would also feel that if... if, if, if the jiva is all that there is, then you have to say the happiness and distress and is illusion. And in a sense, it is. Uh, it's a, it, it is a, 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 this is the idea in Vedanta of illusory superimposition. Uh, it, it, it is not that the world is, is an illusory superimposition on Brahman, but it is a fact that our, our false ego brings about the illusory superimposition of the material body and mind 
on the jiva so that the denotation of the word I refers to these things. Uh, 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 so uh, in, in, in this way, just understanding this, that I am a spirit soul, I'm not the body, I'm not the mind, uh, and using that idea as the guide to, to action, uh, and, and there, therefore understanding what our actual cause of suffering and distress are, you take, take the, uh, the, the right steps. Uh, and uh, uh, enter into your spiritual life. Well, I think we'd better stop. Uh, we only have two minutes left to go uh, for this uh, because the next one, I can't do very quickly either, I guess. Well, sort of you can. Uh, no, we'll stop, and, and we'll, we'll pick up with 53 next week. Uh, where the graha, graha means one who means something that seizes, and these are the astrological planetary influences of planets, and also stars, and so on, the grahas. Okay. I'll mark this down as our stopping place. And, uh, we're having a class next week. Yes, we are. That's the day uh, it's a codice, and it's also the day that daylight saving times ends here in the East Coast. So, James, you'll be informed of that one. So November 2nd, is that date? Questions or comments now? No. Yeah. I have a question by phone from Hawaii. Once again, go ahead. Hare Krishna, Vinayakar Prabhu. We accept my humble obeisances. Um. <clears throat> I understand from this description that the cause of our suffering is the mind. And the example, the first example about people, we can't blame people just as you can't blame your teeth or biting your tongue. Um, however, when your teeth bite your tongue, it's an accident. In other words, it's not their own free volition. But when people hurt us, they have free volition, and we also can try our best to stop them. So my question is, um, if we um, try and stop suffering um, imposed from other people, does that, will that hamper our spiritual advancement? Or, I mean, isn't that like just common sense? 
even though philosophically we can understand that, you know, the real cause of suffering is the mind, but if somebody's beating us over the head, so to speak, or, you know, insulting us or whatever, shouldn't we try and stop it? But if we stop it, doesn't that mean that we haven't understood uh, what is real? Um, my is that you can take a certain amount of reasonable action that would be nor- normal in these things. But the point is, um, uh, as Prabhupada instructed, uh, another way that he, he bore this out is uh, never become angry at the instrument of your karma. He said, in other words, uh, be, to stop it, yeah, you, you can do things like that. It, it, that's only natural and normal. Uh, self-preservation and, and, so, and the, uh, this body... If I'm a devotee and this is my body that I'm using in Krishna's service, then I should take care of it, and therefore I have to protect Krishna's assets. Uh, 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 but the same way I should uh, feel the same way about other people's bodies too, uh, as, as I do for my own. But the, the point is, is anger and resentment and grudges and uh, holding these grudges for a long time. I've been told there's this saying in Spanish that revenge is a, di- is a dish best eaten cold. The longer you wait, the better it is. So if people do that. They, they maintain anger for years and years and years. And then it uh, approaches. You, you, you see these sometimes these, these kind of situations where two groups of people have been holding grudges against each other for centuries uh, and, and have done in the course of history horrible things to each other and, and they just keep on going uh, uh, that way. Um, and remember something about hate. Um, hate and love are alike in that the object of that, those feelings you can't get out of your head. So as a loved object comes to possess your consciousness, so does a hated object. And so that's a kind of attraction in the sense that if you leave the body thinking of the hated person, guess what's going to happen to you? You're going to become what you hate. Uh, Anyway, so those are just some, some, some reflections. So, you know, a certain, if protecting yourself and protecting your body becomes so overwhelming that you have no time left for your spiritual advancement, that's all you're going to do. Uh, you become obsessed with medical treatment to where that's your whole life and nothing else is. Uh, then then it's, you're losing uh, uh, medical treatment or legal remedies, that's another thing that can really grab people's consciousness like crazy. You know, it's long, drawn-out legal fights and consume huge amounts of energy. Uh, uh, and at a certain point, it's not worth it. 
Okay. Those are my reflections on that idea. Okay. You know, where the line is, what's worth it or what's not worth it, what's worth it. That's a judgment call. One, one should understand that, that, that the, the, the point is to act in such a way that it increases Krishna consciousness, and that, that should be the main thing we are doing. And if anything that we do uh, has the opposite effect, then, then, then we, we should understand that we're creating problems for ourselves. I have a question along the same lines is can can this understanding also feed complacency um, I've seen situations where you know some sort of negative thing I mean negative actions being taken towards another Vaishnava another Vaishnava is going to say oh well you know it's just material life what are you going to do you know no action is taken to actually protect that Vaishnava or um with that kind of, you know, feeding this sort of philosophy. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it is to uh, is to work for the welfare of everyone, and so you you can't just, oh well, that's material life, you know, too bad, you know, you just have to become detached, Prabhu. <laughs> you know, with, you may have some remedy. Uh, or some way intervene in this way. But, you, you know, there's always going to be a certain amount of things that you're just going to have to put up with, even when all the, all the normal remedies and we have moral obligations uh, to, to take care of other devotees. Uh, and they're not just actually moral, they're spiritual. Uh, 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 we have to think that any devotee who's given their life uh, for the service of Krishna, uh, we, 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 ha- we have to care for them. Uh, and uh, uh, so that's, uh, that's uh, an, an obligation that's there. And we shouldn't, uh, we shouldn't forget it. But it, there's, you know, there's the ideal, and then there's the best that can be achieved under the circumstances. And there, there's going to be a gap. Anything else? Okay. So next uh, week, Graha, which is a little interesting because it involves planets, uh, Karma, and Kala. Time, the last, uh, the last three of the uh, possible uh, culprits of our, of our suffering. Okay, until then, thank you very much. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai, Srimad Bhagavatam Ki.